His Divine Grace, Srila Bhaya Charanarvindam Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. His Confounder Acharya, BBT Founder Acharya, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Grantaraja Srimad Bhagata Mahapurana Ki Jai. Sri 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 Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavad Gita as it is Ki Jai. Jai Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai. Shri Gora Bhakta Brindaki Jai, Nitai Gaur Pramanande Hari Hari Bo. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories, all glories to Shishi Guru and Goranga. All glories to you, Srila Prabhupada. So Hare Krishna. Thank you everybody for being here and listening in. Uh, online and those who will be hearing later. I'm going to chant some mantras. Please repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Nama Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vanchakalpa Trubhascha Kripasandubya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhya Vaishnavebhya Namo Nama Nama Om Vishnapadaya Krishna Peshtaya Bhutale Srimate Tamal Krishna Goswaminiti Namine Nama Om Vishnapadaya Krishna Peshtaya Bhutale Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shanyavadi Paschata Deshatarine Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasari Gaurabhakta Brinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Ram Ram Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 
राम राम हरे हरे जय घंतराज श्रीमदभागवत महापुराण की जय श्री 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 चैतन्य चरितामृत की जय श्रीमदभागवत गीता की जय श्रील प्रूपार की जय श्री श्री राधा कलचंद जी की जय श्री गौर भक्त वृंद की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बो सो हरे कृष्णा सो टुडे आई थॉट अबाउट स्पीकिंग अबाउट हाउ टू रेकग्नाइज आवर बेस्ट फ्रेंड एवरीबॉडी लाइक्स टू हैव फ्रेंड्स इन दिस वर्ल्ड एंड सो हाउ टू डू थिंग्स इन आवर लाइफ्स सो दैट those who are around us are actually best friends because they're reflecting the qualities of krishna who is always our best friend krishna describes in the bhagavad gita chapter 5 suhidam sarvabhutana gyatvamam shantim richati that i am the best friend the best well wisher the best lover of every living entity and actually in some of the scriptures it is described that if we take the love of the total creation it doesn't add up to one small fraction of the love that krishna has for each and every one of us so that's how much he loves us so how do we make this come true in our life so that we can actually experience this not just as something that's part of our philosophy even philosophy propa describes has to be real otherwise it's not philosophy it's just some sentimentalism you know like that but even in philosophy there are different stages of realization so how do we come to this realization uh, really nicely in our lives so this is described in some very important prayers uh, that have been made by amazing personalities one of their prayers uh, is described as vigyapti panchaka so i'm going to read that and then i'm going to read the texts that actually describe uh, our best friend in such a way that it becomes obvious this must be our best friend wow he does this much for us i mean wow this is amazing i wouldn't expect this from my best friend you know even if i got a small fraction of this from my best friend he would still be my best friend <laughs> what to speak of all this that is being showered upon us so in the vigyapti sam uh, panchaka there it's called a panchaka because there are five prayers so the first prayer and the second prayer read matsamo nasti papatma न अपराधी चकाशन परिहार्य पिलाजामे किंब्रुवे पुरुषोत्तम युवितनाम यथायुनि युनंच युवतो यथा मनोभिरामते तद्वाद मनोमे रामताम त्वयि सो दिस फर्स्ट टू वर्सेस सेस ओ पुरुषोत्तम नाउ पुरुषोत्तम दिस वर्ड पुरुषोत्तम इज अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग वर्ड पुरुष मींस द पर्सन हु कैन गिव एवरीथिंग एंड इज कंसीडर्ड लाइक the male and we are like prakriti we are like the female the soul by nature is female the lord by nature is male and the union of male and female in love is considered the highest of all emotions and it is one that gives the most pleasure that's why even in this world when pretty people truly fall in love with another person they become so happy that nothing can become an impediment in their love even death can't do them apart right sometimes when you marry people uh they make a vow till death do us part you know but that's a marriage marriage can't be compared to love love is much more powerful than marriage so even death cannot do your part 
That's called love, right? So we're going to love for generations, generations, never going to stop loving like that. Shapurushottama is Lord Krishna himself because he is that person who can give us unlimited and still give us more unlimited and more unlimited and there's no end, right? Because anything we want, we don't want it to end. Like, you know, you were doing kirtan and you really don't want it to end, right? But okay, you have to start the class, so you got to stop, you know? But when you really love kirtan, you don't want it to stop. You just want to go on and on and on and on and on and on, you know? And in some temples, they also do what is called 24-hour kirtan, right? They never stop. They just go on. It just keeps going until a person's, you know, sort of like uh, energy level just has to indicate to the person, you've got to take some rest here now, take some prasadam, re-energize yourself like that. But then as soon as they've done that, they want to be back again into the kirtan, you know, because they love kirtan so much. So that's true about anything we do. If you like to eat pizza, you don't like the pizza to be over. You want to just keep eating and eating and eating. It's only your body that tells you, okay, I'm sorry, I cannot take any more. Otherwise, the mind just wants to keep relishing it, you know, like that. So the soul is like that. The soul is eternal, so it wants to keep relishing. So you want a friend who can do that for you, right? That would be your best friend. So this prayer says, O Purushottama, there is no sinful person or offender who is equal to me. So the first thing we have to recognize is if you want a nice friend, then you have to be nice too, right? You can't be not nice to a person and expect that person's going to be nice to you. So first we have to recognize that we do have weaknesses. We do have faults in our lives. We are sinful. We offend, we offend people very easily. We say things and do things that offend people. And sinful means do things that make people unhappy. The definition of sin is anything that makes Krishna unhappy is a sin. And so, because everyone comes from Krishna, everyone comes from Krishna, naturally they also feel offended. Uh, just like uh, Krishna may take offense because we don't do something that he likes. So it says here, how can I describe my shame? Just as the minds of young ladies take pleasure in a young man, and the minds of young men take pleasure in a young woman, kindly let my mind take pleasure in you alone. Right? We can see this in this world. So many examples of girls falling in love with boys, boys falling in love with girls, and all they can think of is that person all day long. You know. Sometimes when I give examples that might put some of my own family members to a little bit of a embarrassment, but my younger son Kapil, you know, when he met Kalindi, he fell so much in love with her that like he would talk for hours and hours on end on the phone. And at that time, the phone system was such that you get so many unlimited minutes. And then after that, every extra minute you speak, you have to pay a certain amount, you know, per minute like that. So one month I got a phone bill for $700. And, you know, for our cell phone usage. And I thought, you know, four of us never used that much cell phone, you know. So I thought the company had made a mistake. So I called them up and I said, you obviously got something wrong here. You probably got an extra zero here. You know, it might be $70. It's definitely not $700. We don't talk that much. No, 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 no. It's Everything's correct. You look at the phone. You'll see who's called and it's all there. We've sent you the bill. You look up the log and you can see every call that's made, who it was made to. And if you feel some of those calls are not your calls, and you can tell us that you called and that person, you don't know who that person is, you don't know who called, we will look at adjusting your bill, but please check it out first. So I saw that there's one particular 
that, that Kapil's phone was calling out to one particular number, you know, and Kapil wasn't around for me to speak to. So I decided, let me call that number and see who's on the other side so that I can tell this is a call from us or this is just some sales call. You never know what happened. So I called this number and then I heard Kalindi's voice. And I knew Kalindi was because she had come a number of times here with a youth tour. And, you know, they would come to Dallas and she would lead Kirtan. So that was some voice that you can remember, you know, like she had a very good voice, very good singer, very good Kirtan leader. So I said, Kalindi, she said, yeah. And she said, is this unit 10 the Prabhu? I said, yeah. I said, oh, I said, how are you? She says, I'm fine. I said, I'm sorry, I just called this number. I didn't know what this number was. I just called, but so nice to speak to you. And I just left it at that, you know. Then I said to Kapil, I mean, you know, how many times do you make this call? And, you know, how long do you speak that it's come to $700, you know? So we had to get a plan that was like an unlimited plan that was truly unlimited. We paid a lot more for it, but it was less than $700, let's put it this way. But that's love. You see, you don't think of how much time you spend with a person, you know, how much things are going. You don't realize that you might be doing something that might be causing some other effect, right? That's true love, you know. They really loved one another. And, of course, they subsequently got married. And now they have nice children and everything's first class, you know. Um, we're all very proud of them. Uh, and... Uh, they're nice devotees, everything's first class. But you know, it's, the idea is, just to give you an example, that one was taking pleasure in the other one so much, that you might say that they were taking pleasure in that person alone, that that one person was the life of their life. You see what I'm saying? So we want the same thing with Krishna, that we should have Krishna as the person who loves so much that we take so much pleasure in Krishna, that we might say, through our kirtan, through our prashadam, through our uh, reading Srimad Bhagavatam, associating with devotees, there's so many wonderful ways we can be Krishna conscious. We're actually taking love in, uh, in, uh, we're, uh, taking pleasure in Krishna alone like that. So that's the first part. So this builds up to how we become a friend of Krishna, you know, in a way that he wants to be our friend in a way that we, uh, can actually perceive it. It's perceivable now. Because actually Krishna loves us fully right now. But we're not quite sensing it. You know? We still feel like, you know, life's not so good. There's so many problems in life. There's so many issues. And I wish things, this would be better, that would be better. You know, we're sort of still hankering and lamenting, you know, like that. Uh, so then the next prayer, uh, verse number three says, Govindavalabhe radhe prarthe tvam ahamsada tudiyanam itijanatu Govindumam Tuyasaha. Oh Srimati Radharani. Oh no, I missed out one prayer, sorry. Number three is Bhumoskalita Padanam Bhumir Ivabalambalam Tvai Jatap Radhanam Twam Eva Sharanam Prabhu. So this prayer says, just as the ground is the only support for those whose feet have slipped. Because you know, when you slip, uh, if the ground sort of protects you, you don't keep falling all the way to hell or something, you know. It's sort of like the ground stops you from falling further, right? But it's still quite painful when you fall like that, you know. So it says, just as the ground is the only support for those whose feet have slipped, so you, Krishna, are alone the only shelter, even for those who have committed offense to you. Now this is something very unique to Krishna. And, you know, it's a very good thing to speak about when we speak to others. Krishna really doesn't take offense even though we offend him. He doesn't. Just like a parent doesn't quite take offense from their children, you know. 
Sometimes they'll look like they're taking offense to correct the child, but they really don't take offense. They just love their children so much that, you know, when they offend them, they try it with love and affection, correct them. And sometimes it might be a little tough love, so the child might feel a little unhappy. But but really there is no offense taken by the parent. Of course, when the child grows bigger, the parent may feel the offense just to correct the child. But so the same way with Krishna is, he is very happy to give a shelter even though we've committed offenses to him. Now, that doesn't mean we should commit offenses to him. It simply means this is great Krishna's great heart. He loves us so much. He doesn't. He will keep giving us shelter even after. So then we should understand from this that in our life, the only person who's going to deal with us so nicely is going to be Krishna. You know? So we should always try to build that relationship with Krishna. Then the fourth prayer says, Govinda Valabhiradhi, Prathe, Tom Amsada, Tvadiyana Mitijanatu, Govindomam Tvayasaha. O Srimati Radharani, the dearest of Lord Govinda. So she is dearest to Krishna, Radharani. This is always my request to you, O Radharani. Please let Lord Govinda, along with yourself, consider me to be one of your assistants. Why? Because when we are serving, the serving is considered to be expressions of love. When you show any love to Radha and Krishna, they become so happy. Just like parents, right? Sometimes when children show love to the parents, the parents become so happy. You know, they don't quite expect so much love from their children because the children have uh, so much interest in playing with their toys, with their friends, and doing so many things that the parents really don't come on the, on the radar too much, you know? It's like more or less avoid the parents, you know, don't worry about the parents too much. They always tell us to do this and do that and boss us around and this, that and the other. So really our time is spent so much with our friends, uh, with things that we like to do and uh, things that we like to play with, this, that and the other. So, but when we do show any uh, love like that to the parents, then actually the parents become so very happy. So here, um, uh, in this prayer, uh, the prayer says that um, um, please allow me to become an assistant in any way, one of the assistants. And Lord Chaitanya's prayer is that we will, uh, you know, become the servant of the servant of the servants of the servants, right? So which means no matter what position it is, if we are connected to Radha and Krishna in any way, we will feel a lot of bliss. You don't have to have a high position. Just one of your assistants. Uh, Lord Brahma, who is such a great personality, prays that may I just become a blade of grass in Vrindavan. You know, he wants to become a blade of grass. Now, not, not many of us will pray like that. Let me become a blade of grass, you know, like that. But he's so smart that he prays like that. Let me become a blade of grass. Uddhava who is the best of Krishna's friends, the best of all devotees, prays, let me become even a particle of dust in Vrindavan. And he says, if I can't do that, then just outside Vrindavan, because sometimes devotees go a little bit outside too, they may go outside, let their dust, let their feet touch us as the dust, and we will become, I'll become so happy. Amazing prayers like this. So becoming an assistant is very, very high position. And then the final of the fifth prayer says, Radhe Vrindavan Adishi, the prayer says, O Shrimati Radharani, O Queen of Vrindavan, 
You are a river flowing with the nectar of mercy. We're all looking for mercy, right? And we're all looking for nectar, you know, in different ways. So this is the nectar of mercy, Radharani herself. Please be kind upon me and give me a little service at your lotus feet. So with these five prayers, we're going to come to now the five prayers that I want to talk about, which talks about our best friend. So this sort of sets the mood, you know. This is the mood with which we approach Krishna consciousness. So we're always very personal, we're always very mindful about what we do and, and reach out like this. Now these five prayers are the prayers to Srimad Bhagavatam. They call the Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotra. Srimad Bhagavata means Srimad Bhagavatam. Mahima means its glories. Stotra means uh, prayers. Prayers glorifying. Five prayers glorifying Srimad Bhagavatam written by Srila Sanatana Goswami who himself is a very, very advanced devotee of uh, Lord Goranga and of Lord Krishna in the spiritual world. He is a Manjari. The Manjaris are very, very intimate servants of the most intimate servants of Krishna, the gopis like that, including Radharani and of course Krishna himself like that. So these are the first five prayers. The first prayer says, Sarva Sashrabdi Pliusha Sarva Vedeka Sarva Vedeka Satphala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnadya Sarva Lokeka Drikprada Translation O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures. Srimad so, Bhagavatam is described as the nectar from the ocean of all scriptures. So each of these scriptures gives us ocean of knowledge, ocean of experiences that will make us very, very happy. And the top nectar of all of these oceans is Srimad Bhagavatam. Singular fruit of all the Vedas. Again, all the Vedas have only one purpose. Vedeshya Sarvair, Vedantakrit, Vedavid, Evaichaha. Meaning, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that all of the Vedas have the purpose of knowing Krishna so that we can come to know Krishna. Why? Because Krishna is our supreme friend, our supreme lover. And by coming to know Krishna, we will know everything that is to be known for us to know and have no more doubts and then have a lot of experience of loving Krishna all the time like that, right? So so the Srimad Bhagavatam is the singular fruit of all the Vedas. You can think of a big tree that's a beautiful tree and different trees give different types of fruits and people like different types of fruits. Some people like pomegranate. So you go to a pomegranate tree and you get a pomegranate. Like apples, you go to an apple tree. You like pears, go to a pear tree. Like that, right? And so imagine that there's a tree that has a fruit that is so sweet and so nice that even if you just look at it and smell it, you're, you're going to be in total ecstasy. All your hairs are going to stand up like porcupine needles, you know, and you're going to be in total ecstasy. So this is the Vedic tree. The Vedic tree is like that. And there's only one fruit on that tree, and that tree is the Srimad Bhagavatam. How wonderful that fruit is, right? Then it continues, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths. So amongst truths, there are some truths that are called conclusive. Conclusive means that is the essence, that is the final understanding that will free us because the truth shall set you free, right? Like you say. And we like to be free souls, you know, because the soul is eternal, uh, it cannot be bound by anything. Right now, in ignorance, it is thinking that it's bound by the body, you see, and the mind it tells. But the soul is actually free. It can go anywhere at all. We know sometimes the night, the false soul leaves the body and goes so many places, right? And then comes back again, you know, like that. 
So it's the rich mine of the precious gems. So imagine all conclusive truths are precious gems, and then there's a whole mine of these precious gems. You know, uh, maybe 2012. I think it was 2012. Um, a very nice devotee came from Myanmar, and you know we have a temple there in Myanmar, and. At the time when he was there, Myanmar was not, it's still not a very rich country actually, you know. So, you know, financially it was a bit of a struggle running a temple, you know, like that. And so one day he was praying to the Lord and this old lady walked in into the temple and she was crying. And so he asked her, why are you crying? We don't cry in front of the Lord, you know. You come in for the Lord, be happy. Come from the Lord now. Now you can ask him anything, you can talk to him, why are you crying? She said, no, my husband passed away. So he realized, obviously, she's mourning, you know, like that. So he said, and how may I help you? Well, he said, you know, I don't know how to look after myself now. I don't have any way to support myself. And so so the final president thought, man, I mean, we already have financial issues ourselves. And if we have to support one more person like this, you know, it's not going to be so easy. But he, he was a nice, very nice person. So... Uh, uh, his, some of you might even know him. His name is Shivas Pandit. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but his name is Shivas Pandit. So anyway, so he uh, uh, he said, "So Maharaj, what can I do for you? Well, I mean, so what was your husband doing? Uh, what, how is he earning his money?" He said, "Well, she had he had a uh, a ruby and sapphire mine." <laughs> so his eyes lit up. You know, it's like, oh, he had a ruby and sapphire mine. He says, "Then what's your problem?" <laughs> You know, you shouldn't have any financial problems. You got rubies and sapphires, man. These things are so expensive, you know what I mean? She said, yeah, but I don't know how to look after the mine. I never did that. I stayed at home. I was a housewife. I have no idea how to run the mine. We don't have any children, so I don't know what to do. So he said, so what would you like me to do to help? He said, if you run the mine, uh, you keep half the profits, give me half. Tamil person said, Done. It's a deal. <laughs> so overnight the temple went from being a poor temple to the richest temple. <laughs> so once he came to Dallas, he came to America. He has a brother in uh, New Jersey. Both of them came. I think there were some other friends, some relatives. They came and we had Sunday feast in the uh, the place where we do our Sunday feast now, you know, the activity room. And so, uh, and so we were sitting there and taking prasadam. We knew each other from... I used to go to uh, do some service with the GBC in, in, in Mayapur, and he used to also come for the similar purpose. And so we'd meet there. We became very good friends. So he uh, said to me, uh, while we were taking prasad, he looked around a little bit, and then he took out this little piece of gem, you know, like this small, I mean, really this small, you know, the tip of my finger up to there. That's how small it was. And he said, this is a ruby. And I could tell it's a ruby. I know what a ruby looks like. I'm not an expert on rubies, but I can tell this looks like a ruby. I said, yeah, nice. You know, I'm sort of nonchalant, you know. Yeah, it's nice. Great. So so he said, you know, why don't you help me sell this, and then I can, you can make a lot of money for the temple. And I remembered this. I'd at one time considered, you know, selling gems and things like that, but Prabhupada made a statement, don't deal in... Uh, in gems and jewelry like that. It's a very dangerous game and it sort of gives you into mind and you get more attracted to beautiful women and this, that, and the other. They're the ones who are going to probably wear these things, you know, like that. Just stay away from... Devotees should not really get into that type of stuff. Now, of course, devotees are already in it before they became devotees. That's a different story. But I'm talking about people like us who are not in it don't get into that game. 
So I told him, Prabhupada really didn't advise us to do that. So, you know, at least as a temple president, I can't really set the example like that. But maybe some of the other devotees might. And then the brother says to him, I told him, I'll do it. (laughs) But you know, you don't want to do business with your own family member, you know, because something might go wrong. (laughs) So I I didn't say anything. He says, you know, and he put the ruby in my hand, you know. I just took it. It's like a small piece of stone, you know. And anyway... So I said, uh, so he said, you know how much that is worth? I said, no. He said, wholesale, right? That's the price I was going to give it to you, and then you sell it for retail to somebody, or I give you a little below wholesale. Wholesale, it's $800,000. I put the ruby right back in his hand. (laughs) Before I lose this thing, before it falls and breaks or something, better put it back. It's your job, man. You keep that $800,000. I'm not interested in Holding eight hundred thousand in my hand like that, you know what I mean? It's so literally I just got worried, you know. Wow, I was looking around. Hopefully nobody heard that. We can kill you for that, you know what I mean? Eight hundred thousand dollars. People get shot for a lot less than that, you know. It was like years later I heard this story. You remember there was a a place on uh, Stemmons Freeway that was like a place where they had feasts, like old time feasts. You know, there was like a castle type building. Do you remember that? I forget the name of that thing. It had something that was named that had to do like uh, Camelot or something like that from the past, you know? I forget the name. It was a very nice name. So there, they they serve, you know how in the olden times people would sit on big benches and then they have all this meat and everything laid out and it all chop into it, you know, like that. It's like they used to serve like that in that place. Anyway, so on the, in the parking lot one day, uh, a lady got shot. And so the news came out. What had happened was she had advertised her phone to sell her phone on, uh, uh, what's that famous site? Uh, Greg, Craigslist, thank you, Craigslist. So this guy, he said, I'll buy it from you. So she came to the parking lot to give him the phone and get the $50. It was for $50. He instead shot her and took the phone and ran away with it for $50. So what's $50 compared to 800000 I mean, yeah, you know. So I told him, "Don't please don't say this loud, you know what I mean? This is, it's dangerous, you know. You're playing a dangerous game here. But I mean that, so imagine there's a, um, uh, you have the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the mine of such precious gems, right, to yourself. What great value, right? So here the Srimad Bhagavatam is described like that. It is a, a mine of these precious gems of, uh, uh, of the, of conclusive truths. Then he says, then it continues, uh, you are the only giver of light to all the worlds. Can you imagine that? Without light we can't see each other, right? Imagine this was pitch dark and we couldn't see each other and this thing wasn't working, you know, because there's no power coming through, right? It would be a pretty uh, crazy situation, wouldn't it? <laughs> Nobody knows who's sitting where, what they're doing, not doing. You know, nobody knows anything, right? You just hear a voice coming through and you hope that it's, you know, the right person speaking about the right thing, that type of stuff. So, but it's, the Srimad Bhagavatam is described as the only giver, only giver of light to the, to the worlds, to all the worlds. Next verse. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabhu, Kali Dhanta Aditya, Sri Krishna Parivartata, O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees. So you know sometimes we can't breathe nicely. This is the life heir for all the devotees. 
Srimad Bhagavatam is the life here. And if we read Srimad Bhagavatam regularly, you will notice, you will feel better physically what to speak of spiritually. It is like a real life here, you know. So encouraging. Oh, Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun reason, risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. How do you like that? The exact image of Sri Krishna. And we all want to see what Krishna looks like, right? And here's the Srimad Bhagavatam being described as the exact image of Sri Krishna. How fortunate we are that we can access the Srimad Bhagavatam. Then it continues. Paramananda Pathaya Prema Varshakshurayate Sarvada Sarvasevaya Sri Krishna Namostate I bow down to you, O Srimad Bhagavatam, who are supremely blissful to read. Wow, everybody wants bliss, right? Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, you know, say for example, this verse is in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. How many syllables are there in that? Om is one syllable, right? Namo is two syllables, that's three. Bhagavate, Bhagavate, that's four more, that's seven. Vasudevaya, that's five more, that's twelve. Twelve syllables. And it says here, one syllable pours down a flood of prema. Heck, what are we looking for in this world? Krishna prema, right? One syllable pours down a flood. What will twelve syllables do? I mean, that's amazing, right? So this is just one one sentence, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. We just say that three times before we start. Then it says, you are Sri Krishna himself. Before it said you are the exact image, now it says you are Sri Krishna himself. Next verse. And this one is really, really, this is the one that really excited me a lot, you know. It says, Mad Ekabandho, Mad Sangin, Mad Guru, Mad Mahadhana. Man nishtarka mad bhagya, mad ananda namostate. It says, my only friend. Srimad Bhagavatam is my only friend. My constant companion. We don't like to lose our friend, right? You want to be with your friend all the time. My constant companion. My spiritual master. Not just my friend, but ready to become my spiritual master. Tell me everything I need to know so I can know who I am in the spiritual world and become fully Krishna conscious before that, and then, you know, go back home, back to God. Srimad Bhagavatam alone can do this. My spiritual master. My great wealth. You know, everybody's looking for wealth, right? Imagine having great wealth. Now, if, if Sanatana Goswami says great wealth, you know, we should understand it's not what we think is great wealth. His numbers are much bigger. He was very wealthy. Very wealthy. He gave up that wealth to practice Krishna consciousness, but he was extremely wealthy. In fact, he was so wealthy that you cannot compare today Bill Gates to him. He was wealthy and then Bill Gates. So if he's saying great wealth, if Bill Gates says, you know, great billions, that's not a few billions, you know what I mean? That's a lot of billions of dollars. So here's the great wealth. And the wealth is not just money, by the way. Wealth is so many things that we look for that give us so much happiness, right? My savior. Because, you know, somehow or the other, we go back to doing the nonsense we're not supposed to do, right? <laughs> we sort of got like that, you know, when you're driving, there's sometimes these gear shift cars, and the gear sort of slips back to neutral all the time, you know? Every so often you've got to press the clutch and put it back into its gear again, you know what I mean? That type of stuff. 
So somehow or the other keep going back to misbehavior. But Srimad Bhaktam is our savior. My good fortune, as if wealth wasn't enough, now you get a lot of fortune as well. My source of ecstasy, everybody in this world is looking for ecstasy all the time. That's all they're looking for. Some people think, if I drink some beer, I'll be in ecstasy. Some people think, if I do this, I'll be in ecstasy. If I do that, I'll be in ecstasy. Right? Everybody's looking for different ways of ecstasy. Even fleeting ecstasy. Like, you know, they say, between a man and a woman, there's sex life. And there's a few moments of ecstasy, and then 20 years you have to pay a price, right? Because now a child comes, and you have to look after them for 20 years, right? That's a pretty heavy price to pay for fleeting ecstasy, you know what I mean? But we're looking for ecstasy all the time. And here it says, my source of ecstasy. So why are we looking all the places when there's right here in front of us, right? Then it says, I bow down to you. Obviously we're saying that because we want to say to Srimad Bhagavatam, we respect you. It starts with love and respect, I mean, it starts with awe and reverence. You can't get into Bhagavatam with pure love. We don't even know what love is, what to speak of pure love. But start with awe and reverence. We bow down to it. I know in some temples what they do is when they read the Bhagavatam class in the morning, they'll be about, Bhagavatam is sitting on the altar and there's a, like a, a, a process of bringing the Bhagavatam from the altar. They do like a procession. And someone holds the Bhagavatam and they all chant Hare Krishna until they come to the place where the Bhagavatam person is sitting. And then they'll put the Bhagavatam there. And after the program is there, there's another procession going back, so Bhagavatam go back to uh, the altar. I mean, that's a lot of awe and reverence, right? Like that, you know? They really treat the Bhagavatam nicely. And then this is the final verse, and this is a very good verse. It says, Asadu sadhu tatayin, ate nichochitatkara, ha namuncha kadachin mam, prem navrit kanteyospura, oh bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly. Now we have to accept, at least I have to accept, that you know, I am not saintly, I'm unsaintly. You see what I'm saying? We are sinful, so we're not saintly like that. But here, Bhagavatam bestows saintliness to the unsaintly. You know, people in this world like magic, right? They like miracles. You know, you go like this and gold comes in your hand and you give somebody gold and they think, oh, it must be God, right? He just goes like that and gold comes into his hand. You know, there are those types of gods in this world that play these games and people actually think they're God. There's actually religious movements based on this type of an idea, right? But who can give saintliness to somebody? Tell that person, okay, it's nice, you can get some gold in your hand, but that I can buy in the jewelry store. But make me a saint. That would be a miracle, right? Make me a saint. I'm an unsaintly person, make me a saint. That's a real miracle, right? So here the Srimad Bhagavatam does that. Oh, exalter of the most fallen. Now, who is the most fallen on this planet? What's the answer to that question? Who is the most fallen? No. Not sorry. <laughs> I can't give you that certification. <laughs> yeah, we think that we are most fallen, but actually the fact is you really don't even know who is the most fallen, right? Because everybody has somebody who is a little more fallen and somebody who is more advanced, right? We're somewhere, we're not the most anything, let's put it this way. <laughs> right? Prabhupada said that to one devotee one time. He kept praying to Prabhupada, Prabhupada, I'm the most fallen. He said, no, you're not the most fallen. You're the most, you're not the most anything, he said. So don't be proud of yourself. <laughs> like that, you know? Because that's not how you are saying it, but what I'm saying is that this one exalts the most fallen. So if it can exalt the most fallen, it definitely can exalt us. Right? Although we think we are 
unexaltable. You know, I don't know what he can exalt me, I'm so fallen. But yes, that may be true. It says, oh, exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. It's like, you know, when somebody is your best friend and they're really doing something for you nicely, you say to them, please don't leave me. You know, Please always stay with me. It'll be so nice. You know, it's like, especially when you're in a bad place and you need a security guard with you, right? And you know, anybody can come and harm you right now. But until the security guard is there, you're okay. So you'll tell the security guard, what? Don't leave me, you know, stay with me. <laughs> until I get to the other side, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't leave me like that. So we say that to Srimad Bhagavatam. And then it says, always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. So our hearts can become filled with pure love and our voice can become filled with pure love when Srimad Bhagavatam is with us. Like that. So this is the story of our best friend. We can see how we can come to our best friend, recognize who our best friend is, and become truly happy in our lives. And then it won't matter what we have and don't have in our lives. Because in this world, people are hankering and lamenting. Hankering means they're always looking for something more than they have. That's called hankering. And then they're always lamenting. They always uh, feel sad when they lose something that they valued, you know? If they lose it, then they become, that's called lamenting. So, nasochati nakangshati, we're always, we should be in that position. But once we know we have the best, the mind of all happiness, Krishna himself, who is the gold mine of all gold that we're running after, the little gold we're running after, he's the gold mine that is the total gold mine of all gold. Once we have him, once we have that gold mine, we're not going to be hankering for any more gold because we have the whole thing, you know. So if we can sort of live our lives like that and feel very satisfied and then associate with one another and do some bold things that will reach out to others. You know, I was hearing Prabhupada speaking the other day and Prabhupada said, humility means to do something bold for Krishna's pleasure. Then that means you're humble. Otherwise, if you don't do something bold for Krishna, you're just lazy, that's all. You know, you're not humble. You might you know, put your head down and look humble and everything else, but that's just faking it. You know, fake or humble. That's not real humble. Real humble means to do something bold for Krishna. And what pleases Krishna the most? When we serve others so that they can become happy in their lives. There is no higher service than serving others. And particularly the most downtrodden, the most, the, mo- the ones who are suffering the most, if you can help them, that's called Dina, Dina people, people fallen like they're called Dina, like who are suffering like that. Helping them is Dina Dayal. And that's one of Krishna's names actually. He's also called Dina Dayadranat, meaning that, oh Krishna, without you I can do nothing. It's because of you that I'm able to do anything, so please never leave me. Please always be with me, like that. And so, uh, uh, then we should come together like that, those of us who can think like that, come together. That's why Prabhupada set up the Hare Krishna movement and then reach out to others. Like we can see in this world today, so many people are suffering, right? So many people are suffering from COVID. More people are suffering, worrying about COVID. So many people are suffering right now because of the, uh, you know, the injustice in this world and the riots and protests and so many things and people are expressing their unhappiness, not being dealt with other people correctly, right? So many, so much unhappiness. So it is our service. Bold service means to reach out to such persons and serve them in a way that they can become truly happy, right? I mean, for like this, put the today we are five of us sitting here, right? Which of the five of us would give up our Krishna consciousness for ten billion dollars? 
And that's a lot of money, by the way. That's a lot of money. You know, I'm putting my hand up just to encourage any of you to put your hand up. I probably would give up my Krishna cards for $10 billion. Can't trust me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you really see $10 billion, it's a different story, you know what I mean? You ask a question, it's a different story. But when you really see the $10 billion, <laughs> there can be real temptation. I mean, you know, Adam got tempted by an apple. I mean, you know, that's not $10 billion. That's just an apple. He got tempted. So temptation is always stalking us, right? So we can easily get tempted. But truly, I think devotees will not give up their Krishna consciousness for $10 billion. Why? Because Krishna consciousness is so valuable. It has given them real pleasure, real ecstasy. They've tasted it. They're not going to give up that taste. You see? And now we're going to taste it more, taste it more, taste it more. So, But there are others who have not tasted it. Let's give them some taste, you know? How many of us felt so much ecstasy when he first came to Hare Krishna? You know? And then we started chanting and reading and dancing with the devotees in Kirtan and taking prasadam and so many things that we became totally ecstatic, right? It was like the body was shaking with ecstasy, you know? It was vibrating with ecstasy and we're thinking, wow, I never had this feeling in my life before. This is the best feeling anybody can have, you know? You're sort of like, your hair standing on end, you know, you're really feeling it, right? The ecstasy. And because we've tasted that, and then of course we become a little dull after that, and we don't say feel the ecstasy of Kirtan as much, or the Prashadam as much, because we've had it so many times. We become a little dull. But actually the fact is we should never become dull. We should always be very excited about being Krishna consciousness. But why not others also, right? They should also benefit like this. So boldly, really, Prabhupada meant was, reach out to others. Go on Sankirtan, you know? Like the other day, some of you went out and did this nice Kirtan in the protest march, and I heard that the devotees were actually leading the, the march, and in fact, I think the newspaper even wrote about them, right? Uh, wrote about Nityananda Chandra Prabhu, you know, Nityananda Granger wrote about, you know. And he said, you know, that we're all spirit souls, so, you know. We're trying to say everybody is on the same platform. We're all souls, you know. We're connected to another. Why should we discriminate one and one based on against or for one another like that when actually we're all on the same platform as being spirit soul like that? Very nice statement he made. So he's a very smart devotee, very nice. He understands philosophy so well. But that was very nice to do that. That's a little bold, right? Because some people, you know, you never know. You might get shot with rubber bullets or something like that when you're protesting. It's not easy, right? It's, it's little, you have to be a little bold to go out, be part of a protest like that. Anyway, I was very proud to see him do that. I saw him going with a car, you know, and some of the devotees. I thought it was very nice. He told me that's why I'm going. Because we had a meeting at that time, so I'll come into the meeting later. I'll go and do that and then come back. And then he came and joined us in the meeting too. It was nice. Hare Krishna. And if you'd like to say something or ask any question or anything at all. No? Thank you very, very, very much. And we'll continue with some more kirtan? Yes? So what are you going to do? We don't have to. But if you'd like to, you're welcome to do so. Yes? Thank you very much. Anchakalpa Turvascha, Kripasandhubyevacha, Patitanam Pavanebhya, Vishnavibhya, Namonamaha, Anantakoti Vishnava Brindaki, Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki, Jai, Sri Shiradha Kalachanji Ki, Jai, Sri Gora Bhakta Brindaki, Jai, Nitai Go Pramanandi Hari Hari Bo. Thank you very much, Prabhupada.